Welcome to Industry Focus, the podcast that dives into a different sector of the stock market every day. Today is Thursday, November 10th, 2016, so we're talking about energy, materials, and industrials. I am Sean Riley, and I am joined in studio by the one, the only, Mr. Taylor Muckerman. How are you, Taylor? I'm all right, man. What's up? Well, uh, I don't know. We've got a new president-elect. Yes, um, we do. The, the, the Cubs pulled out their win in possibly the greatest Game 7 of World Series history that I've ever seen. I correctly. thought we weren't supposed to have to talk about this now that Trump won. I, the news does <laughs> overshadow the World Series a little bit, but given the time we spent last week, yeah, I felt uh, we'll touch on the it. need to congratulate the, the Cubbies. Um, if, if it had to be anybody, I'm glad it was you. Um, I'll not echo those statements. That... Oh man, you are just like all Cardinals all day, every day. <laughs> um, did you watch the game? Yeah, I did. Did you Did you enjoy it? It was fun to watch. Just fun? Yeah, it was fun to it watch. It had everything. Yeah, and a rain delay. Uh, no, that that's what it. I mean. It had everything. Ties, errors, it, tarps, game started as rain, a tie. extra innings. <laughs> All of it. I could not have made that up. Anyway, um, so uh, today we're talking about the energy and industrial sector under President-elect Donald Trump. But first, uh, I wanted to touch very briefly on the news that French oil giant Total is now one of the first Western uh, businesses and or oil companies to invest in the uh, Islamic Republic of Iran. Where's Where's Crow? We need Tyler Crow. Oh, we need, when we're we do need about Tyler Total. Crow. Why is it a Western company? It's it's based in the Eastern Hemisphere, isn't it? No, it's so uh, tall. No, Europe and uh, North America are considered the Western Hemisphere. Okay. Yeah, it is. Do you didn't pay attention in geography class? Yeah, dude. Iran. Yeah, whatever. I mean, uh, yeah. Ge- geography. Yeah. Uh, no, French Europe is Western. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. okay. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're just like giving me this look. <laughs> um, so, uh, I was actually very surprised because you, you would think that um, they, they, in fact, the article, all the articles I read, they're talking about how the, everybody thought they would wait to make a final decision on this deal until after the U.S. election because mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Trump has not been super keen on the uh, lifted sanctions, but that's the reason this they're is doing true. This. Yeah. He's, um, he's not the biggest fan. But uh, French oil company Total SA said that it would um, avoid U.S. sanctions on Iran by using its own euro-denominated cash to finance mm-hmm. the deal. Um, but long story short, they are, have agreed to develop the, gosh, I'm actually surprised at this many phases, the 11th phase of the giant offshore gas South Pars field over the next 20 years. Um, Total is going to take a 50% stake, China National Petroleum Corp is taking 30%, and then uh, the Iranian government is going to take the other 20 um, Iran's, of course, doing this for the technology and expertise required to develop this puppy. Mm-hmm. Um, but where's Crow? I, I, we should have had a call in. I dropped the ball here. Um, what did you think about this when you saw this? It's pretty interesting. I mean, you knew it was going to happen sooner or later. Um, you know, you've got not only are they working with the Iranians, but also the Chinese now. So that's Every, really, everybody's that's in. really going to anger everybody's Donald in. Trump. Um, I think it's a pretty smart move. I mean, they have the ability to use non-dollar denominated cash. Um, it's also interesting that they're actually going to be paid for this investment in gas. Like, they're not being sent money, which is interesting. <laughs> that is interesting, yeah. Um, I don't remember a deal where I've seen that. Yeah. Um, I guess they're I want just, you to pay me in natural gas, not... <laughs> I, guess they're, I guess they're betting on the fact that prices will 
will stay muted. Buy they might as well just well, yeah. right at least in the near term, they might as well just take the gas and then and then sell it on their own or turn it into feedstock or something. I don't know, but um, tons of potential there, especially because you know a lot of these resources have been untapped for the last several years. Um, and so it's a market that they really didn't have to go out and discover anything, but I'm sure discussions uh, took quite a while to, to sure. arrive at this final. We well, yeah, had that 11th phase, so yeah, that yeah. implies the field's been built. Yeah, yeah, the field's been producing, uh, but now you bring in a a global integrated company, um, a company that has been talking more and more about renewables, but now they're now they're diving headfirst back into natural gas. There you go. All right, so. Um, Donald J. Trump, yep. President-elect of the United States, huge surprise win. Um, very different energy policies and thoughts on the energy and industrial sector between him and his opponent, yes, indeed, uh, Secretary Hillary Clinton. Um, what? Uh, first and foremost, I couldn't help but notice that a lot of oil and industrial stocks went up a bunch yesterday. They did. Um, again, that was surprising because overnight futures in the stock market had dropped. I mean. Th- yeah, they, they hit, Very the, surprising lim- they hit the limit. They were down 5% uh, after hours and then opened slightly up. I just think, you know, all the all the money sifted out, exchanged hands as it needed to before the market opened and yeah. uncertainty uh, evaporated. Yeah. So, um, so the I'm actually on his website right now, and obviously we've been covering it on fool.com a very decent amount over the last few months. Um, just broadly, um, what should investors in the energy industrial space expect from a Trump presidency? More oil, more gas, more coal. At least that's the that's what he's saying. Whether right. or not it actually happens, that's a different story. Um, I could see more oil, more gas, but uh, the coal is trickier. I'm, I'm still very, very dubious on any f- long-term future for coal. Um, you can you can try to stimulate more production, but Where's the demand? Well, and even um, just anecdotally, power producers in the United States have been shifting away from coal for years, and years, Donald yeah. Trump cannot change that. Yeah, I, so, I would be highly skeptical of of a utility that's shuttered a coal plant in favor of natural gas, especially with natural gas being fairly cheap. It's incredibly cheap. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> so I, I I find it very very difficult to believe that. You're going to see the demand for coal, at least in the United States, ramp back up. I mean, China's already been foregoing it for over a year now and uh, ahead of schedule to reduce their reliance on coal. Uh, Europe is very much uh, reducing their imports of coal as well. So, yeah, sure, stimulate stimulate supply, but uh, companies in a capitalistic environment are not going to produce if there's no one buying it. Right. So, um, it seems like the 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 rise of, uh, you know, as I said, energy stocks yesterday. Yeah. Um, it was related more to having a friend in the White House because. Yeah. Fair. Um, oil was down a little bit yesterday. In fact, it's down a little bit today. Well, probably I mean, because people are thinking, oh, oh crap, they're going to start producing a ton. They're going <laughs> to free up federal lands for fracking. Right. Um, they're going to free up more offshore oil. They're going to introduce. Uh, reintroduce the Keystone XL pipeline potentially. Uh, oh, he, he said that. Yeah, he well before he was before he was elected, he did say you know if I am, I'm going to suggest that Trans Canada reapply 
for the southern leg Got of the Trans or the the northern leg of the Trans Canada Keystone XL pipeline because the southern leg from Cushing to the Gulf is already there, um, but they're missing that leg to get Canadian oil sands oil to Cushing, mm-hmm. um, which was the big hang up with the Obama administration. Um, so regarding the Obama Obama administration, mm-hmm. what do we know about like factually about uh, facts? Do we really have to talk ju- about ju- facts? Just, just the facts, sir. Okay. Just the facts. This is like a what was that show? Dragnet or something? Yeah, anyway. I think so. Um, Before my time, because bottom line, the oil industry say what you want did reasonably well under the Obama administration. Yeah, if you look at it, I mean, predominantly. When you look at the jobs that were created under him, if you strip out oil and gas jobs, you're left net almost right. zero, if not negative jobs created. The oil and gas industry thrived, maybe not because of him, but probably it, more because of technological right. There was just stuff, it was but. a perfect storm for oil and gas in the United States to to ramp up. So I, I wouldn't give more than fifty percent credit right. to President Obama. So how much restrictions did he place on land usage? Is really what I'm getting at. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, you can't use federal land for the most part. I mean, there's some ways you can apply right now, I believe, mm-hmm. but um, I, I don't know all the ins and outs. But it was severely restricted, and there was no fracking on on public federal land. And it's on Donald Trump's website here. It says, open onshore and offshore leasing on federal lands, eliminate yeah. moratorium on coal leasing, and open shale energy deposits, yep. which I would assume we've been doing. But anyway... Um, he also says here, though, encourage the use of natural gas and other American energy resources that both reduce emissions, but also reduce the price of energy and increase economic output. So, that's basically a hedge of what he's saying. Just with the coal, I'll support this, mean. but use it, use whatever you want. Right. Yeah. So, what the yeah, okay. Which again, uh, companies are ramping up natural gas production, so you're going to keep the prices subdued. Right. Competitive with coal, if not if not more advantageous, so. I wonder what um, OPEC's thinking now, because they're supposed to make a deal in a month, and they're like, yeah. and they like most polls and pundits and literally everybody were like, oh, Hillary's probably going to win, so this, that, and the other thing. Mm-hmm. Um, what does that do for their decision yeah, making? It's, it puts a little bit more pressure on them, I think, um, because you to could, make a deal or not make a deal. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess I don't know. You know, it's confusing because if they do make a deal, um, prices could climb, but then if prices climb. If we release some restrictions on our our, on our natural resources sec- yeah. sector, then yeah, we could then t- capitalize on those higher prices and produce more. Um, so maybe they don't do anything and they just keep churning out market share uh, at, at lower prices to keep us at bay a little bit. Because as we've talked about over and over and over again, there's a huge drilling inventory in this country, with or without. Uh, Three thousand wells, with or without an energy positive president in the office, um, we have the ability to just turn it on. Right. So, like I said, I would imagine that prices in this level would be more advantageous for OPEC in the near term until they can really figure things out. Um, so the other thing that I wanted to touch upon re- briefly mm-hmm. was um, the uh, industrial space. Um, okay, they. Uh, Obviously, just in 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 tandem with the commodity cycle right now, as well as you know low oil prices because you know you need a caterpillar truck to get oil sands. I mean, it's we're all connected. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, one of our writers, Niha Camaria, she wrote a fantastic piece the other day: how Donald Trump presidency could affect caterpillar stock. But anecdotally, I do think this affects the entire 
industrial sector with machinery and well yeah and not only just mining but uh supporting infrastructure spending to, right. to a pretty large degree um that was like one thing that you he saw, wanted to spend a trillion dollars on infrastructure that's one thing you saw hillary yeah. and donald both agree on during their campaigns was the need for infrastructure spending in the united states and not just earlier on in, in president obama's first term where he just said let's go pave a bunch of roads um, this is actually they're actually suggesting right. real infrastructure spending. And uh, unsurprisingly, Caterpillar's stock went up a bunch yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's up another two and a half percent today. Um, and uh, on the campaign trail, even as early as uh, this year, um, this is actually from a campaign speech in uh, January. So this is even a bit older, but uh, he, it, it's been a theme. Um, he said in January, um, how, Trump reflected on how a weak yen is hurting Caterpillar. Friends of mine are ordering Komatsu tractors now because they've devalued the yen to such an extent that you can't buy a Caterpillar tractor, and we're letting them get away with it, and we can't let them get away with it. Um, we can get into all kinds of debates about currency and all that stuff another time. This is time. not an economics Another show. time. But bottom line, investors are interpreting this as he wants to help Manufacturing. It wants States to help manufacturing the United States. I get it, but it's a global economy. We're all connected. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, for now, for now at least. Um, and then hinting at the fact that if if he does end up getting the wall built, he'll only use deer or caterpillar equipment. And I just cool in theory, but then but then you liken that. Okay, Petrobras. Major oil and gas company, right. integrated company in Brazil, struggling for years because they have a mandate to use Brazilian employees, Brazilian equipment, and sell gas at gasoline at right. subsidized prices, and then they have to buy it on the open market at higher prices to sell it to them because they're not producing enough to do mm-hmm. that. So that, this whole, yeah, I don't know. It, are, are, you an, are, are you arguing sense. against protectionism, Taylor? <laughs> <laughs> Somewhat. I'm just giving an example of what it looks well, like and I how would... it's performed poorly by not allowing the use of the bottom the most line, competitive though, is, environment. To your point, it is a double-edged sword because in 2015, uh, guess how much of Caterpillar's sales came from North America? 20%. 30%. A little higher, 46 46%. But bottom line, 54% of their sales came from abroad, and if we go protectionism... They of course won't yeah, like that. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, what I, do you want to do? There's a whole lot at work here. Um, lots of fun. Lots um, of fun. What? Um, oh shoot! Before we head out here, um, Continental CEO, yeah, Ham, Harold Ham, yeah. Uh, he's 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 Trump's friend. Yeah, they right? were on stage together a couple times during the campaigns. What? Um, didn't they talk about him being an at least an energy advisor or something? Like, I'm not sure. I didn't, I, I didn't hear that. Like, yeah. He wanted Icon to be a Treasury yeah. Secretary, and Carl Icon's like, no. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't remember that about Harold Ham, but. Um, He's got he's got a he's got a company to run, so yeah. we'll see how that plays out. Well, well done, Frack. Cool. <laughs> um, so uh, before we head out, any yeah. uh, interesting stocks you want to wrap about in light of major political events as of late? I mean, it would be total, interesting. Maybe no, <laughs> no, not total. Um, though it is that it is a pretty savvy play. Um, the advantage of being an international company, but I do want to touch on the fact that. Europe is in the Eastern Hemisphere, other than Spain oh, you and Google Portugal this? and like a sliver of France. Hold on, so really? Yeah, really. I always thought those. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well. I mean, there's it's it's kind of, it's both, but the majority is in the Eastern we're Hemisphere. Buddies. Yeah, yeah. Hold on, you're talking about like England and stuff. Uh, here, let's we're see. gonna we're gonna drop a demarcation yeah, line here. There's it's basically cuts the UK right in half. 
Spain, oh, Portugal see, are, are Western. This is, this is my Anglo-Saxon-centric brain. Yeah, <laughs> see? Boom. Um, but as far as a company, I'm looking at uh, TransCanada. Sure. I mean, throw them a bone. See what happens. So we're actually both right here because I'm looking at this map for all of our viewers. It's got Ireland, UK, half of France. Not half. Two-thirds of Spain, Portugal. Yeah, that's it. Oh, come on. Iceland and Greenland. Is that Europe? Yeah, that's Europe. Yeah, like Iceland. Yeah. 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 So we're both right. Depending on how big Greenland really is, maybe maybe half of Europe is in the Western Hemisphere. Well, Iceland's obviously the the green one. Well, yeah, but it's not They're big. To be tricky. It's tiny. <laughs> All right. Love so it. yeah, TransCanada. We'll see. <laughs> that's interesting. They they fought for it for years, and now they might they might actually you, get hooked up. Uh, uh, do you? Th- do you think it should be built like as an economist? Like, should this thing be done? I mean, for open flow of oil and gas, mainly oil. Um, Boy's a good idea. Sure. I mean, we import a lot of oil from Canada. Basically, all of the oil that they produce. So, yeah, I think I think globally and for us as as oil demand center. Sure, I think it'll be an important way to get Canadian oil sands oil. To the open market, and um, it would probably be better for Canadian producers than for U.S. producers. But um, I think overall, it, it will be necessary. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for your thoughts, Mr. Markerman. Appreciate. It. Bad for bad for the rails, I guess. If if you see that bad, completed. Bad for Buffett and his. Uh, even though that's yeah. been even though that's been curbed the last year or so, rail by oil or oil by rail, um, it would it would right. probably all but eliminate that. Because it's it's a little expensive. It's a little expensive, and obviously we saw some crashes, so it's a little dangerous as well. Got it. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, have a good one. You too. And that is it for us, folks. We'd like to give a shout out to our brilliant p- producer today, Mr. Dan Boyd. How's it going, Dan? And if you're a loyal listener and have questions or comments, we would love to hear from you. Just email us at industryfocus at fool.com. Once again, that is industryfocus at fool.com. And as always, people in this program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have full more recommendations for or against those stocks. So don't buy or sell anything based solely on what you hear in this program. For Taylor Markerman, I am Sean O'Reilly. Thanks for listening, and Fool on. Fool on.